Hello and welcome to In Conversation with Lisa Burke. It's my great pleasure today to talk to a friend of mine, Lynn Frank, who is the founder of Passage.lu. Lynn has lived with her husband and two children in Luxembourg for the past 13 years and comes from a background of working in the voluntary sector. She's taken her experience, wide experience, from the UK to Luxembourg, where she created Passage.lu, amongst many other things. Lynn, thank you for joining us here at RTL today. Thank you for inviting me. Now, first of all, I want you to dig into Passage.lu. How did it come about? What is it? So basically, Passage was the idea that I had with a couple of other mothers. There were lots of amazing opportunities for people who arrived with uh, younger babies or younger kids. But as your children got older and then you were faced with the different sort of educational choices and if there were any problems at all, there wasn't a lot out there at the time as far as support in English was concerned and also trying to find different professionals who you could work with. And so we took our experience and we decided to create Passage It's called Passage because we see parenting as a journey. There are basically transitions on that journey. There are what we call rites of passage. And we decided to create a support group where people could get information and find out about events that were happening in Luxembourg and find professionals too. And one of the areas which we particularly support parents with is special needs and also trying to get into the systems because a lot of the schools are actually quite full. So we try to support parents through that. A lot of people actually got in contact with us at the beginning specifically about help with their adolescent children. Oh, yes, yes. I can imagine why they might have done that. (laughs) I might be logging onto your website soon enough myself. (laughs) But aside from that, you're here for a very special reason today. Now, we've all been affected this year in all sorts of ways. What can we do in this winter weather and we're facing this lockdown again? I think everyone is really beginning to feel the difference maybe now So when you spoke to me about maybe the five things I'd like to talk about, I thought, well, why not come up with a plan, a sort of five-point plan to boost happiness in your family over this winter period? So that's what we have here. Well, let's dig into a five-point plan for parents and children or people on their own. Basically, it's for everybody. Absolutely, because it's not only about the people who are in our homes, it's also the people that we love and our extended families and friends and also the vulnerable people that we might come into contact with. Point number one. Luckily, they all start with T. So you will be able to take away five teas at the end of this podcast. Five teas and five teas, with a cup yes, of tea. <laughs> with a cup of tea. Five teas with your tea. So number one is touch, okay? And touch deprivation is a real thing. Yeah, there was and a very interesting BBC4 broadcast about this recently. They did a long study on it. That's right, absolutely. They had 40,000 people from 112 different countries and basically they asked them about how they felt about touch and 75% of those people said they were very positive about the idea but a 43% said that they didn't have enough touch in their lives and yet 
this was before COVID. It was a complete coincidence that it actually overcrossed that period. But that those are really interesting results for people to have a look at. I've never forgotten that where I used to live back in London, we had a neighbour. She's about to turn 98 this weekend. Mm-hmm. And she used to treat herself every week to a massage. I just think that is such a wonderful idea for a lady living on her own to have a massage once a week. It is probably the only time she would have ever been touched that week. Absolutely. And of course, now she can't do that. So we need to be thinking about what we can do in our families and how we can support people like that. And so one of the first things is that actually we need to remember that our children are not being touched in schools. They're not being able to hug their friends. Touch is really, really important for social connection. So what we need to do is we need to be making sure that we are giving them maybe some extra hugs and maybe some massage or maybe teaching them. So we're talking about maybe hugging. I was like, I saw you today and I wanted to give you a hug, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a hug now. So I'm going to get you to put your arms and give yourself a big squeeze. I'm giving myself a hug. I don't think I've ever given myself a hug. (laughs) Even above the mask, you can look someone in the eyes and it doesn't matter if there is two metres between you or a zoom frame or anything you can give someone a hug by looking at them and hugging yourself and and feeling that actually does produce endorphins in your brain even if you're doing it for yourself to yourself indeed well that's really really good to know because as you're talking about this and families and giving your child a hug I'm thinking about people who are living alone so they can help improve their own serotonin levels by just giving themselves a hug Absolutely. They suggest also that some kind of getting out physically, we'll talk a little bit about that later on, but those kinds of things can really bring up the immune system and also the endorphins that help people feel okay when they're not getting the touch that they need. So it's really, really important. So T number one, touch. Okay, touch. That's stuck in my brain now. (laughs) So T number two is talk. And really that's about us being good role models as parents and people who know children is that we learn to be able to model talking about feelings. It's really important for us to understand at this moment people are going to naturally feel up and down. It's it's to be expected. So we need to talk about it. We need to normalise that kind of talk. Um, We need to normalise this up and down. And we also need to normalise the fact that people will have different perceptions about what's going on. When you say talk, I'm thinking about not just children. I'm thinking particularly of a teenage child I have, (laughs) whose moods can be, let's say, they can fluctuate. But I'm also thinking of adults who don't find it easy to talk sometimes. Some people are are quite... um, They keep themselves and their, their thoughts to themselves, inside themselves... So how does one talk to somebody who is quite insular? How do you take them out without making them feel uncomfortable? I think the most important thing is to actually provide the opportunity to actually, wherever possible, be there and be able to listen attentively, which is a skill in itself, but be able to open up a conversation and also to know that it's okay if we're struggling. There is support out there. There is an online English service, www.kjt.lu, and they actually provide an online service for people to be able 
to talk about their feelings for parents, for children, um, and in basically people in general if they need to talk. That service is available by phone in French and German and Luxembourgish, but at the moment in English it's just online. There are also some great resources out there, some brilliant resources for working with families like GoZen, Big Life Journal, lots of freebies out there to start conversations. Mm -hmm. So we've got touch number one, two, talk. What's number three? Number three is take action. Okay. And take action is about getting out there and being physical. And that we can still do. Even if we can't go to our normal sports activities, maybe we can go outside and be in nature for a while. And that definitely is correlated with a better health and well-being. So it's really important to try and get out. The other thing is taking action as far as finding something meaningful in your life. So having a purpose. So there are possibilities to volunteer, for instance. There are organisations like Serve the City. There are lots of voluntary organisations who are always looking for some kind of support. I mean, here at Passage, we're always looking for people to come and join us. And again, it's a great thing to role model for your children, but also it's a great way of being part of something big. One of the things we did, uh, for instance, recently in our family, was we watched on Netflix, David Attenborough has done the witness statement about climate change. And we sat down as a family and we decided that we were going to do something. And we started to think about a plan of something. So feeling that you're part of something bigger that's going to be going on beyond this period. It's really, really important. And also just trying something new. There are lots of MOOCs. There are lots of things online. There's OutSchool for Kids. Again, I'm thinking when you talk about trying something new, being a volunteer, trying to find purpose, I'm thinking about the people who feel in themselves, for whatever reason, a little bit less confident, and there can be a thousand reasons for that. And I absolutely know that sometimes people who appear confident are not necessarily confident. So for those people, how would you encourage them to just start? Well, I guess it's just starting with what's important and what makes you happy, which sort of brings us to the next T, which is T number four. time out. And time out is about self-care. And self-care is about thinking, for instance, we were talking about touch, about you can learn reflexology that you can do on yourself, hand reflexology, foot reflexology. You can make sure you have a bubble bath if that's what makes you feel better, a cup of tea, which always makes the British feel better. (laughs) If you start thinking about types of things that make you feel happy, because they can do things virtually, or they can do things where they're actually not necessarily having to connect with other people. They can do something where they can just do things anonymously. So there are opportunities out there. Of course, if you think that the end point for that is better mental health and you will feel better if you just take the jump. Yes. So you can always think about the end point. Exactly, exactly. And sometimes that's really hard. In this kind of period that we're going through, it's really hard to believe that there is an end point or how long is this going to go on for? But it will come to an end 
at some point. And it's great to think that you have invested in this time and maybe seen that there are things you can do as a family beyond that. Because as adults, we have the perspective because we know that time feels much shorter. Mm -hmm. We can see the the path that we have come on to get to here whereas for children this is here and now and it can feel a bit overwhelming so we need to show them that there is a beyond this place let's hope so yes exactly <laughs> the the other time out is to try and take a bit of time out from bad news you know i'm not pretending that we should hide away and not listen it's really important but our kids are listening too so we need to be talking to them and we need to be trying to maybe focus a little bit more on some positive things too absolutely a bit of time out uh, from from the phones as well may i just add absolutely <laughs> <laughs> so i think we've got now we've got number one touch Number two, talk. Three, take action. Four, time out. So we're on to number five. So number five, it sort of wraps it all up. Number five is trust. Our children are resilient. And so they will get through this. And we have to trust that it's going to be okay. And whatever happens, we will help each other if we can all turn to being a part of a larger community, which is what passage is about, which is what a lot of the community things that we can get involved in are about. If we can do stuff as a community, then we know that we can get through this. Our kids actually have an, a lot of wisdom. And if we trust them and we listen to them, they are actually the ones who will come. They have their solutions inside. We just need to be able to listen to them. And what about the adults? And the adults, it's the same thing. It's wonderful to be here with you in the studio and see you at the right distance the right from distance. me. <laughs> but it's really nice to be able to look at someone in the eye and, and spend that time. And we often forget how precious that is. Zoom is a wonderful thing, Skype, et cetera, et cetera, because we can make those connections with extended family and people like that. So I'm rambling now. No, you're not. No, no, that's wonderful. Not rambling at all. Not at all. No, you're absolutely right. Not rambling in the slightest. And so just, just bringing this all together, we've got touch, talk, take action, time out and trust. And really for all of these things and going back to something that you created here, which is passage, the other fundamental part of that is community. And so again, I'm always thinking, even though you've spent so much of your life and time here in Luxembourg dealing with families and the interconnection between parents and children, for those people who haven't got that, who are here alone, I think this time is very hard on them too. And so we have to find ways to integrate people who are on their own into larger networks, even if it's online with Skype or Zoom or whatever, but a, a community. Absolutely. And if we can help by having those conversations with our families, with our extended families too, how we can actually make that connection with people in our community. A wonderful thing, for instance, that the, the Scouts did was they sent postcards 
to everyone in the retirement homes in in Luxembourg. They sent them all little postcards, which is something obviously that you can do in a family. So they're... they're... That's a beautiful thing. And I remember also (laughs) in the English news, somebody came up with that too. In fact, it was on the radio. It's a beautiful thing, beautiful. Mm. So as we head into winter with uh, that, that heavy weight of a second wave on our shoulders, what can we do to make ourselves feel better? I think it's just a time to try and connect if you can. And we'll all be that little bit more resilient internally, let's Indeed. hope. <laughs> Lynn, thank you so much for your time, your experience and your five-point tea plan that we can take away and try as we move into wintertime. time.